Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down each and every week with a friend and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much and folks if you thought that we had all the horse related content we could cram into an episode last week have i got good news for you <sighs> so much horse this week there sure is we are going to be watching episode 129 of sailor moon super sets still don't know <laughs> super still have not it has not been clarified how to pronounce the title of the season uh episode 129 of sailor moon supers which is called super transformation once again pegasus's power and uh i'm i'm pretty excited about this one i'm a little more excited about next week's but this one gets weird real quick oh this one's great yeah i had a good time with this yeah i I gotta say so far season four is is trouncing uh r not as good as s yet not as good as s yet yeah i i don't know if uh i mean again i guess I, i i suffer from that same problem as always where i remember r being better than it is no r look r sucks i know Jordan, i know you need to go back but go back and listen it still has a we place both in my wanted heart. it to be good we both remembered it being good it is yeah. not yeah no you're right i know i am yeah. anyway to help us out with this week's episode we have a very special guest someone who's been wanting to be on the show for quite some time uh <laughs> and i'm really glad that we finally got to have her on uh emily yoshida is here emily welcome to the show oh my god i'm finally inside the podcast <laughs> i've left inside the podcast hi thank you for having me if you listen hard enough you can show up. Here's, here's the trick, Emily. If you die in the podcast, you die in real life. Oh my god! Oh, no. It's my dream. Wait, just like my mask. No, it'll make me. It'll make me all powerful, like Mehmet in her in her wall of computer screens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're so we're jumping right into this then. Oh, usually, okay. Fine. Usually, sure. I ask, "What is your history with Sailor Moon?" But Emily, what is your history with Mehmet of the Witches Five? Oh, I mean, she's. I, you know, it, it's funny because I, I like I like Yuria like almost as much. Like it's not like she's far and away my favorite, but there's something about Bamet where I've just found myself like dressing as her throughout my life, either purposefully as uh, like for a costume, like a Halloween costume. I haven't really done like an official cosplay of her. I'm not like that dedicated, but I also uh, just dresses her sometimes casually in life. I'm a big fan of the casual cosplay. I, I I need to, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. How does one casually dress as Mimette? If you will remember, <laughs> listeners, Mimette wears a black and yellow tutu. Not the black swan outfit. That's obviously very advanced. Uh, yeah, she means but... the, 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 the movie star outfit. Yeah, when she has like her Audrey Hepburn getup. I mean, I don't have the, the scarf. I think I have worn that at one point. But something like that. But um, I had a friend who got into um, got into screen printing 
briefly as like a momentary hobby fascination and made me the Alizan shirt that she wears uh, when she in that the episode with Mina where they go to like try to audition for the yes yes, or, yes. there's so many talent audition episodes in S but yes that is uh, a deep cut yeah no it's an extraordinarily deep cut did you send that into us at the time because I remember hearing about somebody having one back when we saw that episode no I don't think no, I have somebody. I still Do, have the wait, shirt but, wait, yeah. more than one person has a custom made Alizin T-shirt from <laughs> one episode of Sailor Moon apparently. Well, it's 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 because I think because it's a plot point, the shirt, that it becomes sure. a, a thing that people want to make. No, honestly, like, that's like my favorite thing. Like, that's amazing. I, I, I don't think I would wear that particular one. But the idea of uh, pop culture artifacts from inside fiction, I think, are awesome. Oh, no, I, I fully agree. I mean, look. We're the ones who made a Bob Floyd t-shirt. It's not, I'm not exactly. saying exactly. I'm not saying it's bad. Are you going to make an Earth t-shirt or an Earth shirt? I feel like that was on the last episode that I listened like at time of at time of recording. That was on one of the last episodes. Uh, Mamoru has the the shirt that says Earth on it. Oh wow! I, I, I forgot about that. But it's that probably, I have no true. idea when you guys actually recorded that, but I remember that being a good one too. It's like a green long sleeve shirt that just says Earth on it. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want the, the the one that I want is uh, and we talked a little bit a little bit about this uh, last episode I think uh, was is the the neon sign in the bar I kind of want that on a show oh yeah no that's a great design I love that so weird and, and those I have seen those made so really oh my god yes they're very cool I'm just I'm not an like I'm I'm not on the right mailing list I guess I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you casually dress as Mehmet. Do you well, also casually drop snails into the uh, the cars of your <laughs> To my friend's station wagon? Uh, no, I, I'm not that cruel, but I definitely, I think, well, I mean, we can talk, we can, I don't, I guess there's not really occasion to talk about this in this episode, but I like, I like Mehmet for a lot of the same reasons I eventually like, came to love uh, Mina and like the, the celebrity obsession and stuff mm-hmm. became more relevant to me as I um, got older and had an actual, uh, job where I had to, you know, bother myself with celebrities all day. <laughs> so, uh, what, what was your job and please say it was finding pure hearts. <laughs> well, I got, you know, I answered this Craigslist ad and it was like the scientist in a basement and he was like, I really need <laughs> grad students to help me. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, uh, well now I'm a film critic at New York magazine, but I have been like writing or editing pop culture related stuff for, you know, as long as I've been getting actually paid to work and not, um, you know, pouring coffees for people. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I was very, I, I, there was a lot of times where I just like had to pay attention to what was going on with Justin Bieber and stuff like that. So, <laughs> and then you, and then you threw, uh, threw a, I'm literally looking around the room to find something I could turn into a sexy lady. <laughs> Uh, then you threw a coffee cup into the Easy Bake Oven and sent a sent uh, Ujava after him. Do you think? Yep. Do you think Mina could get her act together to do that job, or you think she would be too busy fanning out every time anybody walked in the room? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. It's very fun to imagine her being because, like, Mamet is kind of obviously the Mina corollary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In of the witches five, I guess, and she they don't really work as cleanly. But she yeah. definitely lets it get in the way of her job. <laughs> yeah, totally. I have a feeling that Mina would be better at it, just because like Mina has experience being an actual celebrity. Mm. 
So maybe she's going to be a little less starstruck about it or like a little more well-adjusted when she's actually in the room with her idol and like, I guess, more comfortable with killing them. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, That's just, I'm just spitballing here, but yeah. I wish that the, I wish that the witches, as much as I really liked them, I wish that they mapped to being like subtle evil opposites of the Sailor Scouts. Cause, cause Mehmet and Mina is a really easy comparison to make, but like, there's not really the others really no. don't you know it's not like uh yeah uh like, well, well louis is like the the amy because she's smart yeah. and has little computers but yeah. is kind of ray what yes i think she's, she's got a flamethrower <laughs> yeah but there's uh, no real there's no real makoto there's no real usagi no well, well i mean talulu like works with plants so that's like you know like makoto is kind of the plant oriented but they're not really like as clean as some of the other groups of four women who have been evil i by the way i want to say like when I wrote, I wrote to you guys originally and wanted to be on the podcast and you guys were like halfway through us and I didn't realize it was like booked all the way yeah. through. And I was like, so bummed out. Cause it's like, Oh, I like, like S is like, I mean, I love sailor Moon, but like S is like one of my favorite seasons of television, like bar none. Wow. And then, uh, I'm so glad that I've tricked you guys into talking about S now, even though we're <laughs> on super. <laughs> I, I ended up really enjoying S quite a bit, which is good because I, you know, I love the first season. R mm-hmm. was a tremendous letdown. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then S was like, S was really fun. But I've noticed from seeing people like writing in, seeing people tweet yeah. us and just general conversation, S is really divisive. Is it? Really? Like S is really polarizing. There are people who think it's really bad. Well, listen. I have not met these people. I mean, I don't think it's really bad, but I definitely, I mean, again, the outers are really assholes. They really, really are. Oh, no, it's got its problems. <laughs> but I don't but think that's a problem. That episode, well. it, it also has that episode where they fight Udeal in the uh, the offshore <laughs> cathedral, which is it's the shit. It's a grotto familiar. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I have, I'm curious to know if you guys have gotten any feedback on your recap of like the final episode of S, because that episode makes me, or not the final final, like, like baby hotaru one but the one no the final one has no hotaru the final one we we talked about a couple weeks ago the final one is totally a waste of everybody's time but no the one that ends the plot no what did you what did you what did you want to tell oh no no just because like i was so surprised because i was like that episode makes me just ball and I will like not see it for years and then watch it again and the whole like climactic moment where she you know defeats mistress nine and she says, like, I have people who care about me. I always just like, I totally <laughs> ball during that. And it seemed like it completely missed you guys. So I was I was wondering if people were like, if people had, you know, very emotional responses and shared them with you or something. Uh I, I don't I mean, I don't think we we missed like it didn't miss us. <laughs> oh, but, okay. But I mean, we're always if you have a strong emotional yeah. reaction to any episode, <laughs> so, yeah, we definitely want to know about it. Because like because yeah, like I love that stuff. Like I mean, you, God, you you guys listen to the the R movie episode, right? The oh, Promise of yeah. the Rose. Like, like you want to hear three people crying on a <laughs> podcast? Jump on that bad boy. I haven't seen the R movie in ages. Uh, it's very good. Yeah. I mean, again, R not that good, but this movie is it's a contender yeah. for best Sailor Moon thing. That yeah. is, um, yeah, that's a good uh, endorsement. I should check it out. 
I mean, I, I do think if you're going to like, I, I, and I think if you're going to listen to one episode of Sailor Business it, to see if you like the show, listen to the two part uh, our movie breakdown. You, you, you just said if you're going to listen to one episode, <laughs> listen to two. Yeah, well, it's a two. It's one two part episode. It's <laughs> I like, know, but that is what you said. I just it, want to point that out. If you're going to watch what... one episode of Star Trek, it should be the best of both worlds. That's two part. No, that doesn't. That's not how it works. You cannot do that. If you're going to watch one, you have to pick one. <laughs> anyway we're 12 minutes into this episode so i think this counts as like a full yeah. episode you've gotten so, this far so, <laughs> so do, beyond wait. the myth beyond the no wait far. yeah i want to go back to that for a second because so okay. you're saying you you have this this connection to Mehmet, but you but you just kind of did, did i hear you wrong when you casually drop that she's actually not even your favorite of the witches five? Oh no she is she is but like oh, not okay. like okay. it's not like she's the only one like i i really love her and you deal both like it, if i had to gotcha. pick one i guess if i had to pick one to save in a bernie building it would probably be mimet but still i i love them both yeah i mean that's fine mimet would push you deal into the fire yes, it's fine that's true <laughs> they take care of it themselves but she'd um, push you down the fire and then be like oh but i'm i've just tr- i'm so good <laughs> <laughs> i'm a good girl <laughs> i don't know she's just so psychotic like i love there like she's like she's a mad woman but like in a very interesting way that feels very human absolutely that's why i like her uh oh yeah she i mean she's definitely my favorite of the witches as well yeah She's very, very good. I, I really like uh, Udiel a lot, but I, I think Mehmet is Mehmet's a strong contender. Did we did we ever talk about the fact that they're called witches even though they do science? I don't know if you guys did. I don't think <laughs> like, we did. But I mean, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> I like, look, I kind of assumed it was sort of a uh, like a. Uh, a commentary on their personalities rather than any sorts of abilities. Oh, man. Well, They're okay. kind of mean young ladies. Here's how I understand it, is that so if we can understand all of the diamond stuff and everything that, that uh, Tomoe does to be like real hard science, like actual science made, you know, with scientific equipment. But mm-hmm. the witches can transform into these forms. They have these like you know, superhero costumes. So I guess that makes them more magical entities on some level. So they're witches compared to just being scientists. I don't know. That's my wild guess. So Emily, beyond Mehmet, Mm -hmm. what is your history with Sailor Moon? Like, did you first encounter like Sailor Moon S as a kid? No, no. Just latch onto that? Yeah, no, I first encountered the dub, like everybody else, the deke dub. I think I was like in sixth grade or something. Sailor Moon was definitely one of the first things that I like interfaced with the internet to find out more about I like I remember like some of the first websites I ever tried to like type in http colon slash slash were like Sailor Moon related I I don't know I mean oh oh I know I wrote this down because I was going to share this with you guys this might blow your mind um and I would also be like really really happy if somebody listening to this was a part of this when I was in uh, I guess it was like junior high or maybe my freshman year of high school I was a part of a um, a listserv or like a Yahoo groups thing or something that was born out of the um, Star Wars chicks message board hmm. because I was very into Star Wars also. And we were cool. Star Wars and Sailor Moon fans. Uh, and we created characters that were like Sailor Scouts for the Star Wars planets. Um, <laughs> which that was, is amazing. And we like, and we like made art, like some people would just like modify existing um 
like sailor sailor senshi illustrations to like change the colors or whatever but like everybody wrote down like what their attack it was like kind of a freeform rpg type thing i guess and we would just like write stories and stuff i mean i was like 13 or something like that and there were maybe 20 people of all ages i feel like you are blowing me away because those are both things that are a big part of my life, Star Wars yeah. and Sailor Moon. And I never, ever thought to combine them in that way. Oh, yeah. And that's amazing. Uh, I, don't, I don't appreciate, Emily, I don't appreciate you coming on our podcast and using it as an opportunity to pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's, I cannot take credit for this. This belongs to the Star Moon Collective. So who were you? What was, who I was, was your Sailor character? Bespin, obviously. Nice. The best. Nice. Well, she was... Uh, I I I, did, I had to be somebody who was an air sign and a Libra because I'm an, I'm a Libra and so I just thought obviously Bespin would be like an air sign planet. <laughs> it's also my favorite planet on Star Wars. Uh, yeah, and I I think I think somebody went and put all this stuff online. I think if you search for like Star Wars Star Wars Sailor Moon or Star Moon or something like that, you can find it. And it's I'm sure it's all very very embarrassing, but um, I definitely have stuff. Uh, the the pretty guardian of gas. Yes. Oh, hot. Uh, okay, so it looks like Sailor Bestman is the senshi of work and happiness. Yes. Uh, oh my god, you did it. <laughs> wow, I'm about to get my. I'm, I'm I'm turning scarlet right now. Quick question: How was uh, Sailor Bestman born in Japan? If she existed in the Star Wars universe? Oh no 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 no! They all live. Um, they all live on Earth, and then yeah. oh, god, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far away, but they can all yeah. be reborn just like Sailor Moon. It's like they find out that they were the guardians of these planets um, in a galaxy far, far away, like long, long ago. Amazing. But they are er- Earthling girls. Yeah. Oh, I hey, see her. She has uh, these Emily, little can hair I ask loops. You a question? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Uh, do you you love talking on the phone, uh, Miyazaki films and the Academy Awards? Yes, that's true. Still, still applies. <laughs> Well, uh, Emily, I'm so glad you're here because it really seems like you are hardworking and have a good sense of humor. Uh, but you know, I also feel, just for talking to you, I feel like you can't be insensitive and fail to take a lot of things seriously. It's it's it was ever thus. Um, favorite okay. school also, subject: physical education. She's a klutz. It says. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, where would I, I have gotten a character trait idea like that from? <laughs> I don't know. I do like the attack being carbonite freeze. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm going to be so embarrassed when everybody hears about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some art. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's images. What yeah. art? Oh my god, it's a drawing by you. I drew it. 2000. How old were you when you did this? I, know, I was like 13 or something. <laughs> she has little, she has like hair loops on each yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, almost well, Princess yeah, Leia on sweet. Bespin style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly the yes. uh, inspiration. <laughs> Uh, hey, everybody, please bring your OCs to the show. Yeah, yeah. we're into it. We're <laughs> I didn't even think it would go there, I, I, um, um, but I'm happy to, to share Kumiko with the world. <laughs> so did you ever, uh, did you ever like fall away from Sailor Moon and come back, or has it just been constant, mm-hmm. uh, like constant, uh, a Mimet-like presence in your life? I think it's kind of been constant. I mean, the thing is that when they put out the DVDs, uh, like I guess this was around 2002 or 2003. I think that the Pioneer DVDs. I got the box. Either me or I have the box for S, which I just own and is my like go-to anytime I'm sick or just like don't want to get out of bed. I'll just watch some of S. Um, but I yeah, and I would also like 
when those came out, I remember I would have marathon viewing sessions where we would like watch all of a season in two days, which was really, it's one of those things you can do when you're young, I guess. I don't think I would ever do that now. And, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I've just always, I mean, I have, I worked for a while. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the most recent thing that it's actually like, and entered my working life. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's just kind of always been around. I acknowledge it as part of my upbringing. And so, yeah. All right. Well, uh, in that case, I think maybe we should go ahead and move on to our regular questions that we ask. Uh, we know who your favorite member of the Witches Five is, but who is your favorite scout? Oh, um, okay. So this is, I have two answers. One is, one is my fate, my old favorite scout. Okay. I have three stages of favorite scouts. Okay. First original, like when I only watch the Deke dub, Mars is my favorite because I like, I like the bitch character and any, anything. And then once I had seen like all of it, uh, Hotaru was my favorite because she was a goth and I had identified with that at the time. Um, and I still like her probably the best, but I really, in my adult life, I have come around on Mina a lot. I think she is like a fascinating character um, and not at all a block of wood. Thank you very much. <laughs> She gets better the more <laughs> deep into the show you get. No, that's not true because we have this episode. <sighs> she, well, she, okay. I, we can talk about that part of it later on because I think it's very cute. But uh, I, the thing about her that's interesting is actually like such, it would be such a good standalone kind of like idea for a show is just being like previously a celebrity and then having to like operate as an equal slash like underling in a group and kind of just adjust and still have all these like ideas in your head of like, I was supposed to be this big idol. And now I'm just, you know, I'm the second fiddle to uh, this other blonde that walked into my life. Um, I don't know. I think it's like very ripe for exploration. Like it would be a good CW show or something. Oh, here, Like we've said it before. We like Mina. We like Mina a lot. We just don't like Mina on the anime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's one of Chris's favorite Sailor Scouts. One of my top five. <laughs> really? Yeah. Top five? Really? That high? Yeah. Uh, Chris, is she number five? She's number five for you, isn't she? It's been fucking three years <laughs> since since that little gag started. I know. <laughs> but is she actually your number five, or is there anybody you put her above? Uh, Ray's probably my number five. Yeah, I mean, me too. I, I wasn't sure if that was the same for you. Um, but I mean, like, you know, again, I like Ray. I think Ray's like a good character. But, you know, the two characters that the anime really does no favors are Ray and Mina. I'll, I'll be like, honest with you. Again, as we get deeper into the show, I feel like I like Mina more and more. And I'm sorry to say, I kind of like Ami less and less. Like, I feel like she gets more and more boring. Ami Ami does not get a lot to do. No. Ever. And unfortunately, a lot of her spotlight episodes involve fucking Greg. <laughs> or swimming. I, were, Greg, the Greg episodes, I think, are better than the more recent ones. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, she always has to play chess with somebody or swim or I don't know. But uh, you guys, oh, I think oh, I... No, she's about to use bubble spray. <laughs> I was I, I think I when I emailed you guys originally though and I brought up um Amy Amy Chan's first love which is great if you want you know because she's the favorite in Japan like she yeah. like far and away the favorite so they made this like standalone movie for her that I think aired 
during S, I want to say. Um, it's just a half hour, but it's like the the animation on it is gorgeous. It's like the total throwaway story, but it's like a, a lot of Amy and it's a, it's very adorable. Is it, I wonder, is it, uh, maybe it'll be uh, before one of the other movies. Yeah, I don't, um, oh, you mean, will they, like, will Viz put it out or something? Or? Uh, well, I mean, like, uh, for, for so for the R movie, the R movie is only an hour long. And then they right. do like a half hour little or 20 minute little, well, that was like a kind of weird half clip show situation yeah. I, i'm assuming they have something like that on the other ones i wonder I yeah I, I i don't actually know its original airing history i had it on a i had it on a um fan sub that came with two other specials from super s that are bananas wacko uh and if you guys ever get around to those i would love to talk about them because they're yep. crazy here here it actually says that it originally was uh, a short in the theaters before the super s movie Super. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Any thoughts since we're speaking of Amy uh, or Ami, any thoughts on the true miracle romance that is cookbook? (sighs) There's, um, I think there's a really good cookbook episode in Super S, if my memory yeah, serves is. me. Uh, yeah, there is. Like, you're going to be really, really happy about that. That's like the only, I feel like, super confirmable canon cookbook stuff that I can think of. I like it. It's fine. I like, I like, um, what's it called? I like Burning Love a lot. I'm not that much of a manga reader. Why did I just say manga? That was like horrible. Because <laughs> I was reading something else. Um, I'm not that much of a... <laughs> I'm not that much of a manga reader. I actually find them really hard to read, but I do like the kind of way that they hint around burning love being there. Like that, at least they have a special friendship. They have a very special friendship, Mars and yeah, you know, they're gal pals. Gal pals, yeah. Gal pals, just, just gals being pals. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I have no reason to doubt the fact that um, the cookbook is very real. I, are you? Are you a, a a a liker or hater of uh, Mamo? Um, I uh, yeah, I'm not that I'm not that <laughs> big of a Mamo fan. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, he he's always the least interesting part of any given episode. Although he has a, I like I like to see his home decor choices, and there's like an interesting one in this episode. The episode this week. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I I have very few thoughts on him. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Look again. One of the characters the manga does, or the uh, the anime does, no favors for. All yeah. Right, so that's all our standard questions, Emily. I'm excited to get into this episode uh, with you, Jordan. Do we have any sailor business business to talk about? Um, Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year, everybody! 2018, the 25th anniversary celebration of Sailor Moon is over. I mean, I guess it won't really be over until like what March. Yeah. Stop celebrating. Keep, yeah. keep tw- Sailor Moon's 25th anniversary in your heart all year. Yeah. All the year round. Did you get any <laughs> Sailor Moon themed Christmas presents? Chris, you know For we're me? recording this well before Christmas. <laughs> yes, I, I know. Yes, I was given uh, every Sailor Moon toy uh, ever created. Uh, people gave them to me. Our fans That's, sent them to me. It was nice. Do you realize that you would be right now dead under a pile <laughs> of merchandise? <laughs> <laughs> I just uh I also had a got a mansion to put them in. Oh, okay. A Sailor Mansion. <laughs> Perfect. Sailor Moonchen. <laughs> Doesn't really work as well as it did in my head. Nope. No, uh, we hope everybody's ha- had a a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. It's it's 2018 now in the future, not for us right now as Jordan said, it's before Christmas. I could be drinking eggnog right now, but I'm not. <laughs> 
Just drinking a little coffee. You don't put egg nug in your what coffee? What do you guys think of 2018 so far? Is it better or worse than 2017? I can't believe what the president a- did. <laughs> I was about to say it couldn't be worse, but I did say that last year. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's cross our fingers for a better year this year. Yeah. Uh, seriously, though, we hope uh, everybody made it through 2017 okay and had a, is looking forward to a happier and more prosperous 2018. Uh, but yeah, that's about all we got. Uh, Patreon stuff's new for us, but it's old news for you, I'm sure. So what do you say we just go ahead and get into the episode? Let's do it. As I said quite some time ago, uh, we are going to be watching episode 129 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Super Transformations Again, Pegasus's Power. Uh, it was written by Megumi Sugihara, directed by Norio Sasaki, and uh, animation directed by Mari Tominaga, and originally aired on March 11th of 1995. Jordan! Yeah! Did our pals over at Cloverway think that uh, Super Transformation, once again, Pegasus Power, was a good enough title for no. the American audience? No. Chris, let me tell you something about this title. And how... I, got, I, got a, I got a guess. I got a strong guess. Okay, it's wrong. Because okay. the one that they gave it is so weird. <laughs> there's just no possible way. But let's, let's hear your guess. Horsing around. <laughs> You know, you you're you're not right, but that's strong. Okay. Imagine okay. that th- you've got my girlfriend's back. No, no, no. You've got you had no. the pun topic correct, but again, you'll never land back on... in the saddle. No, no. Hooves and harlots. No, wait, that's Zeno. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we can't talk about the saddle here. It's a it's a it's a, a more family family friendly show. Slightly. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about that anymore. <laughs> uh, That's true. Uh, Listen, there's no, there's really no possible chance. Let me just tell you. Okay, what is it? So it's weird. no ordinary horsepower. It's <laughs> not a thing. No, it's not it even about not. cars. It makes no sense. Like if they ju- if they just called it horsepower, I'd kind of go okay. <laughs> No, horsepower would make like maximum horsepower. Like, but like, but this no, is no like, ordinary horsepower. You know, there's normal horsepower, and then there's what happens in this episode, which is no ordinary horsepower. That's a horsepower of a different color. Like, horsepower makeup. <laughs> ordinary, no ordinary horsepower. That is no part of that is like a phrase. No, just no, no. <laughs> I mean, is there, yeah, is there some, is there, okay, is no ordinary power something? Like, is that a thing? Let me look. No! I mean, no, I like, I, yeah, I horsepower of a different color would be an actual phrase, at least. Oh, what year were... did this come out? 1995. Okay. Because uh, I was just, I googled no ordinary power, and apparently that's a, that's a Rolls Royce slogan, but it's from, like, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's not from, they didn't bring it back because of the re-release of Sailor Moon in 2014? <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's what it is. Unlikely, but you never know. Hey, hey, May 20th, uh, uh, 2014. That's when that shit hit Hulu. All right. So this I'm gonna, episode, I wait, hold on. I'm going to check No Ordinary Horse. <laughs> no, that's not a thing either. <laughs> Here is the first note I have written down for this episode. It is underlined. 
it just says more horse <laughs> more because horse. that is what we're getting yeah there's like this is is everything in this season going to be horse based you can tell me girls love horses you don't understand i mean i get it like <laughs> I, I know chris you you remember last episode where there was a pegasus uh-huh. did you get the impression he was going away well like, okay <laughs> You say that like like this episode is just Pegasus showing up again. This episode is Pegasus showing up again. Also, there's another horse yeah. that uh, she's like, oh, yeah, my horse is talking to me. And that goes completely unremarked on nope. by any of the other characters. <laughs> so we open in the circus tent with some recycled footage. Mm-hmm. Some that good, good recycled footage. And I love this because we are we are like officially back to Dark Kingdom status. Because everybody's just talking shit about Tiger's Eye. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, huh, Tiger's Eye sucks real bad, huh? (laughs) Looks like. From one episode, he failed one time, and everybody's already like, yeah, fuck this guy. Well, like, they kind of should be like that, right? (laughs) Like, like, all apologies to Jedi, you probably shouldn't get 11 chances in a row. That's the thing. Men always get more chances. Maybe Sailor Moon is making a commentary on that. Men feel upward well, all the time. Whereas the witches well, five they're... kill each other. Yes. Yeah. Powerful True. lessons here. <laughs> the workplace kids. I also love that. I, I love this. I, I am really loving supers. Because I love that everybody's just standing around doing their circus shit. Like, they're having normal (laughs) ass conversations, but they're also, like, breathing fire and sword swallowing. It's so weird. I I, I feel like that there's so many anime that, like, refer to the circus as this idea, but it's a very, like, it's like, you know, the Japanese idea of spaghetti, though. It's, like, very, they've made it their own, kind of, in a way. Like, it reminds me a lot of paprika or something, like, like, it's showtime is, like, a phrase that's used a lot, which is, like, not really a part of, like, english-speaking circuses but is always in an anime circus somebody saying it's showtime yeah yeah. in english i don't know stage out stage out so madame zirconia shows up and she's like hey amazon trio get your shit together uh go find the beautiful dreams uh where pegasus is hiding and capture him which is like it's so weird that we already know who's beautiful dream like they they didn't tell us who the moon princess was for like 30 episodes. Yeah. And yet we know straight up where Pegasus is hiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if you're really supposed to know that. You are, right? Yeah, no, the first thing we see is Chibiusa having a dream of Pegasus. Yeah, okay. Listen, all right. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I tend to be kind of confused because I feel like the 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 amazon trio shows up a lot like like right after pegasus shows up and i feel like that happened in the episode before it's like they're they're like ships in the night or like they almost see each other or something i just don't understand how they don't see pegasus and be like oh there's the horse the dream horse i'm looking for i don't know it feels i don't quite follow why they don't see him i see what you're talking about well let's talk about that more when we get to that but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely see him they do Uh, right okay i i I always feel like i didn't like quite get whether they did or not but yeah that's weird maybe they don't know that pegasus is the name we have for a winged horse maybe they just think it's like a name like yeah we're looking for 
for Bill. No, because they literally are looking for him with their eyes. They must know oh, what right. he looks like. Because in this very next scene, in this very next scene, we cut to the bar that's inside the circus, and Fisheye is like, check this out, I found a saddle. I'm gonna put it on Pegasus when we catch him and ride him around. <laughs> it's so weird. So, I, I made a quick note here about Fisheye, because we talked last episode about the fact that Fisheye is a man. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't realize. And I realized why, like, the real reason that it's so different is that they gave her him i'm sorry they gave him a a female head shape uh like that yeah yeah, with with the 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 pointy chin right 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 like because like because like as we've pointed out before like there's not that much diversity of of bodies in this show um like even even zoisite had kind of a more slightly more male face shape according to the show and so that's why it was very surprising to me anyway i just noticed yeah. that it was the head shape that yeah really fish eyes got the uh the, the pointy chin and the and the bigger eyes as especially as yeah. like if you look at him right next to tiger's eye and hawk's eye the eye shapes are different too mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. definitely like more coquettish than zoisite like and also the voice too i feel like is much more feminine or like i yeah it's not actually even and it is a man doing the voice yeah yeah it is it also he looks exactly like um, Michiru, which I guess it's good that she's not around. <laughs> yeah, so... there's also that. There <laughs> is <laughs> also that. Uh... In, a, in a Michelin man suit for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're all sitting around like Brad Melter's fucking Justice League, uh, looking at their trading <laughs> cards of all the women in Tokyo. <laughs> That's a deep cut Chris Hates Comics reference. I got it. For everybody. Uh and they have discovered a uh, a new target. And I, I love their selection process. I love that it's literally like, this girl's cute. She looks like she probably has beautiful dreams. And then they go, and Madame Zirconi is like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I think all the pictures they have are pictures of people with beautiful dreams. I don't know how they got that intel. I don't – it's hard to tell how somebody has a beautiful dream as opposed to has, has a pure heart because if you're really nice, then you probably just like have a pure heart, I guess. <laughs> is that, is that what it comes down to? We, were, we learned last episode that there are as many people as there are stars in the sky, but right. only a handful have beautiful dreams. <laughs> I have a friend who I would say has a very pure heart, uh, but she once told me that every single dream she's ever had ends with a tsunami killing her. Whoa. And I was like, well, those aren't beautiful dreams. So they, yeah. you can have you can have pure heart and not beautiful dreams, or presumably vice versa. Nice. That's a good point. But anyway, they have picked out their next target, and it's it's somebody we have not seen in a while. Yeah, and I didn't recognize her at first, because we see the picture, and it's she's wearing a... So it's a, she's wearing like an equestrian outfit standing next to a horse. Yes. And the one trait we know about her has nothing to do with horses or riding them. Yep. <laughs> Wait, have we? When? When did? When did she show up before? This is Reika Nishimura. I know, but who what? is Toki's girlfriend yeah. who went to Africa to study insects? She was. Oh. Was she in season one or two? She is in season one. Season one. Please okay. see our episode. Uh, Ten thousand volts of heartbreak power. Looking for girlfriends. <laughs> looking for boyfriends. <laughs> that was because it would end up looking for girlfriends. That was our episode yeah. title. Nice, nice, nice. That was our episode title. Yeah. What episode was it? What number? Uh, I don't know. You've got you got the internet. I thought you were looking at it because you were quoting the name. <laughs> uh, let's. No, I I remember our show. Whoa. I pay oh, attention. I do not. It was episode twenty nine. Wow. Okay. She is uh also known in the uh, english dub as rita blake jordan did you watch the uh did you watch the english version 
No, Chris, I don't. Oh, I'm just I'm just curious if they remembered the that her what her name was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I, I don't know because I do remember at least uh, one time that uh, Matoki's when Matoki's sister came back. Uh, one of the episodes where she came back, they totally acted like it was a new character, uh, and I was like, why Why would they do that? <laughs> anyway, so I I should have I should have watched. It. I actually have the same Pioneer set that you were talking about, and I was trying yeah. to watch it before this episode, but my computer was being a real asshole. Did anyone else expect uh, Sailor Moon Supers to just open up with a deep dive into the Furuhata family? <laughs> no. Is Motoki the new Naru? Well, you would think that they could get more into Naru's family, like they could all become victims at some point or another, but I don't know. There's something about Motoki, maybe because he's like the only other male damsel that there can be besides Mamoru, that they keep coming back to him over and over again. Well, I did notice that in two episodes, we are going to get a Naru and Umino story. So oh, yeah. <laughs> are we? Oh, I didn't remember that. Well, I look forward to it. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. Um, so, <laughs> so, okay. uh, so we go to the, the, the park. Uh, the girls uh, are hanging around at the park and uh, they're interrogating Chibi. This is a hell. Of, no, this is once again. This is very clearly it's Maxfield Maxfield Sand Memorial Park. Sure. Uh, this is the same park that has the time travel pond. Yeah, sure. Uh, that also apparently has like an equestrian paddock. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Understandably. Um. So so they're interrogating Chibi, going, Chibi, do you know anything about this Pegasus? And she thinks really hard about Pegasus and about the time when she met him, and then she goes, I don't know anything. <laughs> And I so agree. <laughs> <laughs> she hears she hears the horse though. It's like I feel like the sound of a horse is going to be very like triggering after an entire season of this, just because <laughs> you hear it all the time. Yes, yes. She she yeah. Thinking about Pegasus and then hearing a horse, she I guess assumes it's Pegasus, which I guess is a safe assumption. Except it isn't. It's uh yeah. It's it's a slightly different coincidence. Yes. It's a, you're right. It's a slightly different coincidence. It's someone else that they know. It's uh, their friend Reka, who is terrible at riding horses. <laughs> yeah, but she's uh, really when she falls off the horse, she does a really amazing hair flip. So at least she's got that down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All, she face plants off this horse and then does this slow motion shampoo commercial, like fling her hair back, eyes closed, sexy look. Yeah. What's funny is, like, if this was a live action show, we could be. That 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 would be the shot where we all, as the audience, go, "Oh, I recognize her," and that's the shot where all the Sailor Scouts recognize her. But again, she looks exactly the same as every other woman on the show, so we do not recognize her. <laughs> they do. I I do like that they go like they go, Rika, when did you get back from Africa?" And then Chibi's is like, "You know her," and Makoto's like, "Yeah, she's Matoki's boyfriend. Boyfriend. <laughs> she's Matoki's girlfriend." So Freak like out. we get literally everything we know about her right. in like immediately after she her face is revealed. Why do you guys think that she's so bad at riding horses for this being such a horse centric <laughs> episode? Well, because I mean, I have a I have an assumption. I have a theory too. But I'll let you go first. <laughs> I, I have one. Well, go ahead. Let's go in order. Uh, let's go around the bend. Uh, Chris, what do you got? Well, I mean, I think she was so into uh, entomology that she went to Africa to study bugs, and I think I think uh, horseback riding is like a new interest for her. Like, I think she she came back to Japan. Horses are too big. She was like, yeah. Uh, it turns out I actually hate bugs. No. Nope. And- <laughs> 
And now I'm going to get no, into this. Wrong. I do like the idea that horses are too big. <laughs> <laughs> what, Emily, what was your What was your theory? It's similar. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it feels like uh, she's taken up this hobby and is bad at it to to demonstrate the fact that she's not supposed to be hanging around Japan riding horses, but in fact going off on her next uh, academic research trip. That so. is a a very reasonable thing. I think that the truth of it in this episode is way cheesier and dumb which i think what's what's happening is based on the last shot of the episode is that she's doing a bad job because she's in so much emotional turmoil oh right and and when everything is settled and she's emotionally fulfilled she's able to jump the horse properly wait does she end up doing it i i could i couldn't i don't remember you'll see at the very 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 spoilers don't tell me whether or not she clears the jump (laughs) it's very important So we cut to a room with a statue of a horse, and it is impossible to tell if this is a small statue that we're seeing close up or an extremely large statue that we're seeing far away. It's the horse cafe. (laughs) Oh, wait. Are they the horse? No, no, they're not in. You're right. They're not. This is like the horse riding clubhouse. This park gets bigger all the fucking time. This is a special place next to where you ride your horses around the park in the middle of Tokyo so you can see horses and look at them. It's an opera horse lounge. So it turns out that uh, Reika has been offered, uh, like, I guess, a, a scholarship, maybe a fellowship, I don't know, to, like a trip to uh, study at a European university and do more bug research. Uh, but she'll have to be there for like 10 years. Oh. She also says she also says, yeah, the horse told me I was just wasting my time today. Yes. And no one mentions it. No one's like, I'm sorry, did you say you talked to the horse? To be fair, two of these girls own talking cats. Right. So, But it sounds like her horse is a real asshole. I was like, is that is that like Bojack? That she's said, Your dreams don't matter. <laughs> Wait, when does she... Hey, get hey Rekha, Rekha, get your fucking head in the game, okay? And get me an apple. <laughs> Uh, I wrote down that? I don't uh, even see I haven't even seen that part again. All right, go ahead. You first. No, she definitely says that the horse tells her that she sucks. I wrote down that it's sort of funny. Like I feel like this happens a lot, especially with like athlete characters on Sailor Moon, that they watch them doing their thing and then they proceed to like sit down in this whole like yeah. circle interview session with them but it's really only just for like athletes or like somebody who just did something physical it's like they all sit in a circle and like grill them about their lives and that's that happens with reika as well like i'm trying to imagine that in in actual life and yeah that's preposterous that you just be like going about your life and be like oh here's a new person let's all just yeah interview them about their lives yeah it's pretty funny how you get to know people i guess so she tells us her her love problems, which is which is this. She heard about this ten years in Europe thing. She went over and she told Matoki. Matoki just just smiled and said, "That's great." And then since then, she has gone to his place a dozen times, and he won't talk to her. And they freak out, um, especially Usagi and Mina. And they are going to be like the love doctors and fix this. Yeah, the soldier of love and the pretty guardian of love and justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. While clutching their uh, almost identical cats, uh, stand up and start speaking in unison. And the thing I wrote down was, oh, great. Another adventure for Sailor Redundant. Oh, my God. Wow. 
so rude. They're just good um, friends. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it incorrect though? No. Is it incorrect? No, I'll tell you. If why, it's incorrect, I will. I will take it I'll back. I'll tell you why they are so different. Because when they do, there's that pan, and they're both clutching the cats. By the way, who are black and white? I don't think that that counts as being identical. Those are very they different are, shades. They are otherwise identical in this. In but thank this you moment. for saying Luna's black. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even. I walked right into that controversy. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but but okay. So so whenever like they get in this manic mode, when like Usagi and Mina are like you know like they have this insane synergy together because I guess they both look the same and uh, I don't know have cats. But but uh, Usagi is always like genuinely upset and like distraught over what it, whatever it is, and then you see Mina and she's like smiling and she looks like a demon and her eyes are sparkling, and that is that is the Mina that I know and love. And she's got a weird determination. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. She good. just gets manic, like insanely manic over love stuff. That's fair. That's a fair and actually a good thing to point out. I will say in the very next scene, they are drawn sitting next to each other talking to Matoki, and they are I, they are doing identical actions throughout the entire scene. They have the same face. My favorite part about them talking to Reika here at the end, saying they're going to go talk to Matoki, is uh, you mentioned them clutching their cats. They're clutching their cats by covering the cats' mouths. And I was sitting there going... <laughs> Were the cats going to talk? Yeah. <laughs> if 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 they weren't covering the mouths, would the cats have been like, I understand we're not supposed to talk in front of people, but you guys cannot do this. <laughs> like there's a girl right yeah. there. She would she did say she it's, talked to a know, horse though, to be fair. <laughs> 129 episodes in is kind of a weird time for them to start giving a shit if the cats talk around people. Because they certainly haven't That's lately. True. It's very true. So they go to the crown uh fruit. What is it called? <laughs> Crown Fruit Center. The, oh, you mean the yes, fruit it says fruit parlor <laughs> instead of parlor because pa- parlor is misspelled. They forgot the R. Yeah, it's the Aww. fruit parlor. Oh, also, I want to talk about how weird this setup is. So, so they, as you said, Usagi and Mina are sitting in a booth across from Matoki and giving him reading him the riot act over this. But then Ray and Ami and Makoto are in the booth next to them like with a big partition of bushes between it (laughs) like that's a weird way to sit with your friends like were they like well we want to hear what happens but we don't want him to necessarily notice us yeah oh that's exactly (laughs) what they did jordan it's super slick know that (laughs) i I, want to backtrack for just a second because i realized this like she's going to be away for 10 years to get this degree or whatever are there, and she she says, I cannot come back to Japan. It's not, I'm going to live in Europe for 10 years. It's, <laughs> yes. I can't come back to Japan for 10 years. That can't which be just true. Feels, like, extreme. Like, are they not paying her enough that she couldn't, like, take a trip or two back to Japan in that meantime? It's like, do planes not exist? Right, right. Like, I mean, she must mean I can't move back to Japan. Because it does seem a bit extreme to be like, oh, yeah, I can't come back for holidays or visits or anything. Yeah. I'm going to be every day for 10 years. How well do you think that Matoki and Reika actually know each other at this point? Because they've been away probably way longer than they've been together. Like they've been in a long distance relationship. I feel well, like dep- that has not been addressed. Depends how old how old you think they are. Because again, so so she's been away for, it, well, has it been, are these a year per season? I feel like it's like a year every two seasons. That's my understanding of it. Because they're supposed to be like 15. 
14. I know the series ends and they're 16 and they start at being 14. Okay. So then she's only been away for about a year. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more than a year. But but if he's college age, I mean, they could have been together for three or four years. But you're right. A year is a long time to be living in Africa and yeah. have a, that long of a distance relationship. I feel like she's sending him a message. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think, I, he's sending her a message. <laughs> she's the one who wants to, to, to stick together. That's yeah. true. Just break yeah. up. Wow. Like, Matoki, wow. like, Matoki's like... He's supposed to be Memoru's age, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's like 45. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, no, but like le- legitimately, he's supposed to be Memoru's age, which means he's what, like 18, 19, 20? I guess he's like 20. Like, yeah, 19, just break 20, up. something like that. You got yeah. your whole life ahead of you. I mean, or he could move to Europe. Yeah. He's got a job here. They need they need game centers in Europe, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 he's very blonde. He'll fit yeah. right in. <laughs> You want the Furuhata uh, crown empire to expand internationally. Oh, you want him to open up a new arcade? Sure. Or a fruit parlor. So, quick fashion corner. I really like uh, Ami's uh, choker that she's wearing. I wanted to talk about the fact that Matoki is wearing his his arcade apron sitting yeah. at this booth. It's oh, yeah. so funny well, he's, looking. He's on his break, right? Like, he says, yeah, I, have yeah, to go, yeah. I have to go back to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks so sad in this scene. He's 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 shut down, he's crossing his arms with his little apron on. It's a grumpy Gus. So uh, Unazuki shows up, and again, congratulations to Unazuki on getting two episodes in a row. Wait, well, this season. I just want to talk about how adorable it is when they crush their cats. Um, okay, <laughs> don't crush your cats, everybody, but it's adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they 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 are so upset about how poorly it went. They like try to kill Luna and Artemis. <laughs> So so Ami says, hey, should we talk about the new monster people who are trying to kill everyone? <laughs> should we talk about the new monster people? Should we like maybe mention the giant floating circus tent that appeared overnight that no one seems to want to talk about? Unrelated. I don't know why you would associate those things together. But let's talk about this. And and uh, is it Usagi or Mina who gives her the the, real, the shitty response? Let me look. It's, it's Usagi. She's like, Amy. Don't you care about what happens to Matoki and Reka? And she's like, uh, uh, sure, sure I do, yeah. She guilts Ami for trying to keep her mind on sailor business. So Unazuki shows up, and Unazuki drops on the table this big baller sundae that has a <laughs> strawberry, an orange slice, maybe like three orange slices, some ice cream. Is I don't know what the big green thing is. Is it watermelon? It's probably a melon, I would no. A honeydew? Yeah, maybe. The, oh, that's the weird. One orange slice, two bananas. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Or it, maybe this thing is that. this thing is not effing around. This is a fruit power <laughs> right here. Is that for I mean, I was gonna say, is that for just Usagi or are they gonna split it? And then I was like, of course, it's probably just for Usagi. There are two straws, but I think that's Unazuki being very optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh she's so Usagi's freaking out and uh in very typical Usagi fashion, Unazuki realizes, are you upset about this because of something in your own She's life? She's very observant. Oh. <laughs> I love this because Usagi is like, yeah, it's really hard to yeah. be separated from the person you love. And Unazuki's like, what do you mean? And Usagi, like, Usagi goes, well, check this shit out. And she starts to explain the plot of Sailor Moon R and Ray cuts her off immediately. She's like, we don't have time. We don't have time for this future dream bullshit. <laughs> 
Did they find out that she, I guess, called everybody the night before to tell them how much she missed Mamoru? Because I guess he's like away on school business. No, no, she, yeah, he, she doesn't know where he's yes, been. He ha- she hasn't, she does not know his whereabouts. I thought she was going to talk about how he dumped her in Sailor Moon R, well, which I no, thought was no. hilarious for her to be like, like the, Usagi was about to bust out. Okay, so he started having dreams that turned out to be messages from himself <laughs> no. from the future. <laughs> That's also funny, but no, what happens is she's literally like, yeah, I'm devastated. I haven't spoken to him in like 24 hours and I have no idea where he is. And yes, all the other scouts reveal that each of them thought she was the one shoulder that Usagi was crying on when in fact she called each of them in sequence and went, this is terrible. I have no idea where he is. And then she just yells like, I'm so lonely. And we cut to this like wide overhead shot where she looks very small and alone. And there's like a big like cloud puff of sadness that comes off of her. I'm like, oh my God, Usagi. She looks small and alone, surrounded by five of her friends in a public place. But I mean, I don't know. It made me it made me a little bit mad at Memorial, but wait. Well, okay. Mm, We're gonna talk about that in a moment. I'm gonna say he's not the one in the wrong in this case. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean he's probably off like what what do you think he's off doing? What is Memorial off doing? Having amazing hair is my first guess. What we we will get there. It's in the episode, guys. Looking for a retirement home, you think? Oh my god. Cut to a horse. A horse eating a carrot. Then we cut to another horse. Oh. In a forest. Well, we'll get so there. Much Wait, so this scene, she's, she's talking to Reka about a Pegasus, and I think this does actually confirm the fact that nobody knows what a Pegasus is in this universe. Because she's like, have you ever heard of this horse that has a horn on front of it? Like this, like she puts the carrot up, and then and then Reka's answer is so, it's like a typical bizarre Sailor Moon like explanation for a thing that is well understood in the rest of the world where she's like, you mean a, a horse from a magical dreamland? Like that's, yes, that's the most <laughs> succinct way to explain what a Pegasus is. I don't know. Uh, I also like how Rika goes, Oh, Chibiusa, you have such beautiful dreams. <laughs> yes. Just what? in case you didn't get it yet. Um, I liked the part where she said, where she said, people can't lie oh, to yeah. animals. And I was like, yeah, they can. <laughs> like yeah, that it doesn't work. Like the animals don't yeah. understand you. You know, I lie you to my cat your, all the you time. You get your, yeah, you know, you get your pet to go to the veterinarian. You lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, yeah, and then the, the beautiful dream conversation goes on a while. The beautiful dream conversation goes on for quite a bit because Chibi's like, I don't have beautiful dreams. You have beautiful <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, you, yes, we all have beautiful dreams. We're all one of that handful of people. Um, then, okay, so cut back to Yusagi on the phone, talking to Mina, uh, blabbing about how what they're going to do to Motoki. And then from there, we cut to Chibi in her bedroom, and you can hear every word Yusagi is saying. At which point I wrote down, oh, the walls in this house are thin. Her parents must know she's Sailor Moon. <laughs> If you could hear her that well, there's no way there's a secret about Sailor Moon. I was just struck by, like, this is where I feel like the episode, or the season really, obviously, is, like, much more weighted towards Chibiusa than uh, than Usagi, or at least, like, or more than it has been in the past. Um, but, like, you know, she, it really, like, kind of make her this 
buffoon in this episode uh usagi and like she's just this like noise that's happening downstairs and like our perspective feels like it's fully with chibiusa at this point it's like well the the person who's been our heroine up to this point is just like gone nuts and uh you know this is our true heroine now which i'm not a huge fan of yeah i mean i i chibi is still not a a favorite of mine even though i don't hate her guts like i used to um so it is kind of unfortunate. It's just weird watching stuff from her perspective, yeah. like because I like why do I care? <laughs> I don't know. It, it feels like it's talking to a much younger audience, I guess. This is also a scene where we see Usagi uh, with her hair down. Yeah. Yes. We almost yes. never see this. Uh, she's got like bows stuck in it at random, but she's got her hair down and she's brushing her hair. It's not long <laughs> enough. Yeah. That's her hair true. should be twice this long. I would think the bows must be. No, I don't know what the fuck they're for. I was going to say it's just to keep the different branches of her hair separate, but no, they're pretty random. Yeah. Her hair is like about as long as Minako's in this scene. Yeah. Whereas and it like, needs that's... to be that long. It needs to be, in fact, longer. Her her, yeah. her ponytail things are, are like longer and they have to have balls in them. Yeah. Yeah. Her hair when it's down is shorter than when it is up in Odongo's with four foot... Uh, pigtails so she ends up getting some call waiting she gets a call from uh from mamoru wait 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 wait. she gets oh, no, a call it, waiting. it can't be call waiting right it can't yeah, be yeah. call waiting she finishes with, with mina and she gets a new call from mamoru and Mamoru and she says to mamoru this is exactly what we were just talking about where have you been why didn't you tell me where you were and he goes i called you a ton all last night and your number was busy <laughs> So basically, he was calling up and complaining she didn't know where he was. And meanwhile, he was trying to call and say where classic he was. mistake. Yeah, he says he's at a college seminar, which mm. is that for like teaching at a college? No. I will tell student. you one thing though, his hair is so disheveled. It's actually maybe the sexiest yeah. that Memorial has ever looked. And he has a huge vase oh of roses on his desk. And it's like, is that where he gets them when he goes out to be tuxedo mask? He just has like a stockpile of roses on his desk next to his computer. He cultivates roses. He's actually like he's a hundred percent in a hotel room. Yeah. I mean, it looks yeah. so I have to assume he brought those. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. You never know what happens. Uh but yeah, this is a, a very sexy memo. I love that he is on the phone with her, uh, talking to her, like actively speaking, looking off to the side, and yet typing nonstop. Yeah. Well, he's really smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got disheveled hair, and he's wearing a bathrobe that's like open, so you can mm-hmm. see that chest. Is he like <laughs> on some weird like coke fueled riding binge or something? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like he's holed up at the Chelsea Hotel, being like, "I've got to write my Great American novel." <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried I mean, for he him. He does have like this desk is wild because he's got like a stack of six books, and then like, and then a probably like seven inch high stack of loose paper next mm-hmm, to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know what seminar this is. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about this scene, honestly. <laughs> So he just t- talks to her for a second. He says, hey, so have you talked to the others? And she thinks he means about the fact that I, you didn't know where I am. But really, he means about the enemy. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're on it. We're totally, totally super on it. And that's it. That's basically the end of their conversation. Good night. <laughs> From there, we get um, Chibiusa having some watercolor fantasies. Again, and that's- again, 
chibi like it constantly keeps coming up well she's away from her parents kind of kind of but not really <laughs> not we'll really oh yeah yeah next the week. mechanics of of her family are very interesting yeah. but yeah for right now it's time for our act break yep. Hey Jordan, that's me. That is you. Uh it's it's a new year. It's 2018. Yeah. If people have made a new year's resolution that they want to support their favorite podcast and we happen to be their favorite podcast, which of course we should be. Uh is there like a a quick and easy way for them to go about that? But of course, Chris. All they have to do is go to patreon.com/sailorbusiness. And they can there support us on a monthly basis for as little as a dollar asterisk per month. <laughs> yeah. Again, we are recording this like the week that the the Patreon like rate structure has changed, uh, which is very weird. I will admit I don't quite understand it. Oh, uh, I've I've spent a lot of time coming to understand it, and I really don't like it. But it is what it is. But honestly. At this point, who knows if it's even still in place right now? Jake might have to uh, cut this out. Uh, but it is still like the the best and easiest way to support uh, Sailor Business and uh, and help us out. Help us keep the show going. Help us do uh, stuff like Motoki's Game Corner. Stuff like the music for uh, key episodes of Xena Warrior Princess and Sailor Moon. Help us do the chibi-sodes uh, that we do where we, we talk about stuff that's not in the main line of the anime. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff can be yours by going to patreon.com slash sailor business and kicking in a few dollars like these people. Uh, we have, since our last episode, uh, Charlie Neal has pledged. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, we've also got uh, Robin Godfrey. Thank you, Robin. Pam Boyd Goggin has pledged. Much appreciated, Pam. And uh, we have a, uh, a special shout out that uh, Francisco pledged some money but wanted to dedicate his shout out to his girlfriend casey bear oh well thank you casey or rather hi there casey you're awesome i don't know exactly how to handle that but yes casey hi yeah so uh head on over to patreon.com sailor business if you can and if you'd like to and that would really help us out here at sailor business uh jordan what else we got today uh we know last time we've done some emails we did last time you made me take a personality test on that the was air. Way fun. That was way fun. Yeah, for you. I had a blast. It was like weirdly super accurate, but we found out we we found out uh, uh, uh in Sailor Moon terms uh based on Myers-Briggs, Chris is Artemis and I'm Luna, which Ooh, is pretty good. Yeah. Hey Jordan? Jordan? Yes. Stop eating, you're going to get fat. <laughs> Remember that time you did that perfect Artemis impression? That's why. I sure do, Jordan. Wait, where is this Myers Briggs Sailor Moon test? If I search for it, well, uh, if you just look up uh, the, the the test itself, we took was from uh, I think sixteen uh, personalities.com. Right, yeah. But if you type in MBTI Sailor oh. Moon, somebody made a. Oh, I know my personality type. I just want to say. <laughs> which which one are you? Which one are you? It's uh, wait, wait, it was I I N T P or J, depending on the day. But yeah. INTP is uh is star maker oh. and INTJ is star All right, okay. Uh which one's Mimet? No, she's not on here. Really? I'm sorry. Oh These yeah, cuz they were just scouts, scouts and yeah. cats. Scouts, cats and Mamoru. 
well, then obviously, where is Mehmet? <laughs> is my question. Let's see. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't I know. I, you think Mehmet is an I? I think uh, she would Mehmet be an e. says ENFP. I don't know what that means, nor do I remember what mine is. ENFP so. would be, according to this Sailor Moon, which is right next to Mina, who is ESFP. Uh, Chris, you were ENTP, so you're very close to that as well. Uh, great. Let's see. According to this <laughs> message board post, ENTP, you said? ENTP is you, yep. Uh, this this message board post I'm looking at has everybody. It's got Mehmet, it's got the Spectre Sisters, it's got the Witches Five, it's got yeah. everybody. The only friggin' character listed under the NTP is Artemis. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck <laughs> as that cat. Oh, where? Where? Yeah. Anybody else for mine? Which is uh, ESTJ? Sorry, already closed the window. Don't care. What you do we got, Jordan? Damn bastard. Uh, what? What else? What do we got? Well, I'm sure we can uh, rustle up some Twitter questions. That's right. Head on down to the ranch. <laughs> Mosey on down there and rustle us up some Twitter questions. Uh, all right, let's see what we got. Um, Tim Spencer asks, if Kaori Knight, Tomoe, Rubius, and Rubius are Molly, Melvin, and Sammy from the future, does that mean all of the villains are angry people from the future? Is inappropriately romanticized Nephrite just Greg? Is professional arcade manager Andrew business-obsessed Jedi? Whoa. Actually... Actually, Motoki and Jedi, uh, I mean, they do very striking resemblance. Oh, and then he adds more. I just saw there's a second tweet. Is is creepy Lech Prince Diamond the lovable Lech Grandpa Hino? <laughs> no. Does emotionally stunted Alan and wildly emotional Anne come back as Malachite and Deke-dubbed female Zoicite? <laughs> no. Wait, no, they can't just be villains that become <laughs> other villains. That breaks the formula. <laughs> But oh, Alan fun. and Anne could be Matoki and Inazuki, maybe. I don't know. But you think so? Oh, so, 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 like literal brother and sister. Yeah, I think you. I think mm. you might be onto something. Not children of the earth or whatever. Yes, they're. Is that what, oh, children of the tree? Wait, I want to. I, mean, I want to weigh in on this particular debate. Yes, they're children of the tree. They are brothers and sisters of the tree. Like, there's just a different way that that these tree aliens think about family. So they would be called brothers and sisters, but yes. not in the biological way that we think of brothers and sisters. Thank That's you. Thank you. You hear right. okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like we are all children of Earth. Sure. Speak for yourself. Uh, yeah, but in another more literal sense. Um, okay, let's see what other questions we got. Well, here's one that I don't know that we can necessarily answer. So, uh, Gabe Ayala asks... Uh, can you fan cast the Spectre Sisters too? The problem is we like barely know any young <laughs> actors, right? Like we just went with everyone from Riverdale because that's what we know. Uh, Stephanie Beatriz as Katzi. Okay, all right, I like that. I like that very much. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's 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 where I'm. That's where I'm at. That's the one I've got. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know if I know if, uh, if I can name any of the other ones mm -hmm. off the top. But please, like, send it in. Like, we had like. Last week we had that really great uh, letter uh, that actually included side by side pictures of everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was really. Nice. If you can cast the Spectre Sisters with actors and actresses, please uh, shoot them our way. Yeah, here's here's the problem. Here's what I watch on television: uh, Riverdale, The Good Place, and Jane the Virgin. <laughs> That's like what I watch. So if they're not on those shows, I don't um, know who they are. I watch a lot of shows, but they're mostly full of old people. <laughs> I had this total revelation recently. This is kind of on the subject of fan casting and it's not like current fan casting, but like retro fan casting. Um, cause, uh, my fiance had never seen clueless before. So we watched clueless and I realized that they had at least for the dub 
completely drawn Usagi or like Serena and Molly off of Cher and uh, Ty. Like it is oh. exactly like I feel like the the voice performance of Serena in the dub is very much supposed to be like Cher from Clueless. And then you, she's got her like huh. Brooklyn friend. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're onto something. Yeah, when was Clueless? That's '95, so it was about the right time. So it would have been right around the same time that it was coming over. Yeah, yeah. that's um, pretty great. Yeah, so you know, R.I.P. Brittany. Uh, wait, why am I totally blanking on her last name? <laughs> uh, but she would have been a great Naru. Does um, Mamoru uh, fit the the man? And that I don't remember who the Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd in that? Oh, pa- yeah. he would be such yeah. a he would he would improve on Memorial in every way. <laughs> He's a really also, good. Actor. Paul Rudd would have been like mid nineties. Paul Rudd would have been a charming yes. ass memory. Especially he's supposed to be in college and he's supposed to be like too serious for this goofy high schooler. No, it totally works. So that that's pretty. Funny. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yes. Was this a crossover question? <laughs> no, I was just saying that I realized that my, some of the actual. Like American dub inspiration for who, like what kind of teenager Serena was going to be, I think definitely came from Clueless. I like the idea that it was that it's like, oh, let's just do animated Clueless and not. Well, the Osaka accent should be analogous to a Brooklyn or Southern accent. We better choose one of those. That like it, that's much simpler, yeah. given given how fast and loose they play <laughs> with uh, everything else in the show. Yeah. I don't think they were really thinking about like, well, you know, kids have a, kids in Japan have a certain relationship with the Osaka acts. <laughs> I don't think they were thinking about it that deeply. Anything else, Jordan? Um, sure. Yeah, here's one. Uh, Sam Ray asks, do you have any music not featured in the show that you associate with Sailor Moon? Uh, just that, just that uh, one week song about that guy who wants to have sex with Sailor Moon. That weird Canadian. The, the Bare Naked Ladies song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Just those creeps. Uh, poor, poor Sailor, Sailor Moon fan, fans. Can't believe they wrote an entire song about that. That's that's, so yes, weird. that's the point of that song. That is, I can't <laughs> believe it. It's it, it's the whole song. Uh, I mean, we 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 talked a lot because we talked a lot about Moon Age Daydream. I now think of it as associated <laughs> with Sailor Moon, but it's not in the slightest. <laughs> no, I I actually don't have any like non Sailor Moon songs associated with Sailor Moon. Oh, there's a really um. I mean, it's not a. I don't know if I could call it a good song, but there've definitely been Sailor Moon like cuts made to the Lady Gaga song Venus. Sure. Because there is a part of the song where she like names all the planets and gotcha. it's very, it makes it, it, it maps perfectly onto it. Does she go like this? Sailor Venus. It's actually very close to that. Like it's very, very <laughs> close. It almost feels like it was a direct inspiration. Yeah. It could have been. I mean, obviously I, I mean, I guess all those Sailor Moon songs on the soundtrack would have been featured in the show in some capacity. I don't remember when the I Want to Hold Your Hand cover is in the show, but um, it probably must have been. That was so ridiculous. What, 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 I want to hold your what, hand. Wanna, wanna hold your hand, boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 get back to the show. Yeah, let's this, do it. This episode's already running long. <laughs> So, hey, everybody, guess what? Rake is still really shitty at riding a horse. (laughs) She's even worse now. Yeah, she actually is worse. She's trying to do – so, again, I don't think we were 100% clear. She's trying to do, uh, you know, jumps where she gets the horse to jump over the little – 
obstacles, little fences. And she keeps just ramming the horses right into them and knocking all the bars off. <laughs> God. Yeah, because she knocks off two the second time. So, yeah, she is getting measurably worse. Yeah. But then uh, Tiger's Eye rolls up in his bananas horse riding outfit. <laughs> With his giant, like, triple-layered uh, pink ascot bow tie. Yeah. And goes, oh my, I thought Venus appeared on her horse. And it's like, okay, first of all, Venus is a different character. Second of all, mythological Venus does not ride a horse, right. as far as He's I know. He's thinking of Lady Godiva. Like, he just got it mixed up. Oh, uh, good call. Good call. Yeah, <laughs> Venus comes in on a, in a clamshell, right? Yeah. It, well, that, that is how she was born. She was born from seafoam. Um is is the dead moon circus are they aliens oh i mean i assume like, do they come from space? i assume we'll learn more but they did seem to come from outer space okay they're, yeah they're tragic figures it's so hard to tell where people come from yeah. on the show so i wrote down for 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 tires i <laughs> and then i regretted it i wrote down so he can look normal and then i wrote ish because <laughs> he is not wearing his dangly ear. Right. Right. He doesn't have 27 pounds of jewelry on. He doesn't have razor blades hanging from his ears. <laughs> Super normal. Um, he does have a he does have a riding helmet that is sized one size too big to fit over his hair, which Reka also has. You can see in the close-ups, it's they're just like They've drawn. They've got the character model with the hair, and then they've got the helmet that they just put on over mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, so Chibiusa rolls up, and she sees uh, Reka talking to Tiger's Eye, and they're just kind of talking about horses. But uh, Tiger's Eye is also like laying down some pickup artist shit. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, this is awful. Like th- it's. <laughs> Shannon last week was talking about how she didn't like the Amazon trio because they were too rapey. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, they really super are. I like, yeah. I totally forgot that aspect of them, but that's like really the driving force, which makes it like very uncomfortably appropriate that we're watching this now. Like when that is like a very big cultural issue, but it's just super fucking gross. What he's thinking and say, uh, yeah. women yeah. are weak <laughs> to men who recognize their dilemmas. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's 1 million percent. Like you got to throw out some negs, bro. Yeah. Ugh. Like establish value. Like it's, it's fucking pickup artist bullshit. And it's all about like separating them from their friends and everything. And so that you can prey on them. It's so, yeah, it's very, very creepy. So hey, um, wait till next week. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you think if you think they're creeps now, wait till Hawkeye gets in on the oh, act God. next week. So it's pretty gross. So Chibiusa sees all this and she's like, "Oh shit!" Like she's gonna break up with her boyfriend and then I guess go to Europe with this guy. It's like Chibiusa is making some big leaps of logic here. But then Tiger's Eye keeps working his magic and Rick is like, "Hey, I do have a boyfriend." So he pulls his magic tricks on her. Oh, like he's and he's like grabs her hand and is rubbing it. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. And then he uh he one two threes her. Uh which is when he he transforms into his circus outfit. Uh then gets her with the big coffin plank and the manacles and then the mirror comes out, yeah. you know. Yeah. Does not need to be explained. I um I love how uh in all these sequences when they when the curtain comes up and they show their true form, 
um, the victim almost always screams. And I like to think that they just like, are like, what is that outfit? Like that <laughs> <laughs> just in horror. I'm like, what are you wearing? <laughs> but I, I, I wrote down visual K cause I feel like this is like a re- relevant thing for like why they're dressed so crazy. Cause they're very, oh. they very much look like, like, um, like Japanese rock bands of the time. Who are like very androgynous? Oh, like I just I just googled Visual K and wow, yeah. yeah, look at that. Yeah, no, I and I feel like this is like '95. I feel like this is when that would be a very relevant kind of, especially for them being like kind of glamorous figures that they would like also look bananas. But it would be yeah, it would make sense in some way. I don't know. It's wacky looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of screaming because of imagery. Then there's what happens next. Yeah. We get a chibi use of transformation. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. And they go full on naked out, naked silhouette transformation. They had, they had resisted so for so long. Yeah. I hate this shit. Yeah. I really liked it in S when they were just like, oh, just some hearts come out and then she's in yeah. her outfit. But they were like, let's effing do this. No, it, it, it bums me out. I, uh, and they don't do it in every episode. I feel like, yeah, but next episode, they do the, the old version again. Yeah. So you, you don't ever really know, but like between, between the dream mirror imagery and, uh, and then this stuff, uh, I, it, I, that's like one of the things that keeps me from like rewatching super us a lot. Cause I just find it all to be kind of unpleasant. <laughs> so Chibi gives her a little speech, which is fun. Uh, cause she says she's the pretty guardian trainee and in the name of the future moon, she'll punish him. Uh, and, uh, Tiger's nice reaction is geez, it's the pumpkin from the other day, <laughs> which I'm like, <laughs> like, I love that he has not caught on to the fact that he's a villain on sailor moon yet. <laughs> like he's like, man, am I going to run into these guys every week? <laughs> Like, yes, you are. So now I didn't make this connection last time, but apparently the monsters they summon are their sha- are made out of their shadows, which is. Yeah, I didn't get that last week either, but that is dope yeah, as hell. Yeah, that's cool. What is, does, does anybody know what Lemures means or what it's like? Yeah, uh, a, a Lemure is a kind of demon, kind ah. of devil. It's uh, from Latin. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Which I only know because of like Castlevania. So if you did not know that, don't feel bad. I just. <laughs> I in, in, intake a lot of Dracula related media. This one in particular is uh, I wrote down a vampire clown lion tamer. Oh, are you talking about Kyoku yes. Badenko? <laughs> Whose name I love? Uh, she she has she has vampire teeth. She is a weirdo, creepy clown, and she is a, an animal trainer. Like that's she has a whip. She also has like a weird like you know. Speaking of Mehmet, she also has like a weird Mehmet outfit. Like like. If Mehmet was redesigned for the new 52 the way Harley Quinn was, this is what Mehmet would look gotcha. like. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Mm. I gotcha. Yeah. It's got the tutu. It's got everything. So she uh, she whips at uh, Chibiusa so that Tiger's Eye can get back to, you know, just sticking his head in the mirror that lets him look in your dreams like we all have inside us. <laughs> what do you think it looks like in the dream? Does his head just kind of like pop out I mean, and he's like looks around? I think it's a bummer that we don't see it. Like, yeah. I mean, again, they're literally looking into the dreams of all these people. Like, what does that all look like? I want to yeah. know. It'd be cool just to get like a shot of it. Just something kind of like, you know, especially when it gets to characters that we know. Just as like, I just want to know, like, just to have a taste of what it looks like. It's just, it's just bugs and horses yeah. in there. That's <laughs> what I'm like, Giant horse sized bugs. The weird thing is that like Reka, like when he sticks his head in the mirror, she's like, no, stop. Don't look. Uh, which means she knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. 
Which I would be like, I think the more appropriate reaction would be like, what are you doing with that mirror that came out of my body? No, the, I, the don't the don't look thing makes it all the more troubling, I it's think. So, it's it, that, yes, that makes it doubly creepy. Absolutely. Yeah. So then Sailor Moon shows up and uh, Tiger's Eye's reaction is, you people keep coming out of the woodwork. What's going on? <laughs> Which again, I love it. He doesn't know he's the bad guy. He doesn't know he's a supervillain. In addition, it's also really funny because she says, you people, and, and Sailor Moon is freaked out. And then the other scouts are just there, and they have this, like, really weird, casual, awkward scene of, like, oh, you guys are here. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, there's, like, no, all the urgency goes away just for everyone to kind of be awkward for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, hey, you're, you were late. We figured you'd come here. <laughs> There's a lot more of that stuff of, like, the undercutty, jokey stuff in the actual battle scenes or fight scenes, I feel like, in Super S than there has been in the past. Or maybe yeah. I'm t- completely imagining it. I don't I know. I think you might be right. I mean, maybe maybe they're starting to get tired of their own formula, which is, I guess, possible. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So Ray tries to use Burning Mandala, uh, but uh, Kyoku Badenko... Uh, catches all the little rings on her whip and then sends them back at the the sailor scouts which is kind of a fun attack oh then we get to the the really dumb attack well or rather the sailor scouts being really dumb well we also get uh chibiusa punted across the lawn yep that we do which is very funny (laughs) yeah i'm in favor of that no they do this thing of uh where she's she's whipping at them and saying they need to do uh like a kick line Oh yeah, it's like a can. She's they're trying to get them can to can? dance the can can. Um, but what? But she's doing it so that what you get to cut to this big shot where she's standing in the center of a circle is whipping, 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 and they are running around her in a perfect circle, getting whipped at. And I was just like, "How about don't run in a circle? <laughs> How about you just go straight yeah, in one direction oh, and then you've got it covered?" A whip is only so right. <laughs> they just move out of the range. You're fine. <laughs> Nope. It doesn't. It does not make any sense. So then Pegasus shows up. We get a quick transformation into uh, Super Sailor Moon and Super Chibi Moon. Now wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let's talk. No, about it happens this. that quickly. No, I believe you. I believe you. But this is important to talk about because as you as you have said, like they see Pegasus. It's, there's no. Yes. There's yeah. No secret to this. So this is where the season should end. <laughs> they should. They should literally say. We've fought these girls twice, and both times Pegasus came and, f- and helped them. Also, it's probably in one of them. Also, why does he ever leave then? Once, once he shows up, why does he <laughs> go home? Like, you're on to something, bro. Like, you should probably yeah. follow that lead. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I mean, I feel like he should 100% know it's either Sailor Moon or Sailor Chibi Moon. It's one of those pumpkins yeah. has, the, has the Pegasus. And they just don't. They they do not make this connection whatsoever. So yeah. Uh, so he so shows up. They immediately turn into Super Sailor Moon and Super Chibi Moon. Like it happens that fast. Yeah. The kaleidoscope uh, moon rod comes out. Uh, we get that awesome attack, and uh, Kyokubadenko is stage outed. Uh, stage outed. You don't think staged out? Staged out? Yeah, staged sure. She's staged. She's sent to the fucking Phantom Zone. Is what it looks yeah. like. Uh, Tiger's Eye does his little back thrip backflip through a, a portal which is pretty awesome still great mm-hmm. and then pegasus flies away and all the other scouts are like oh yeah that's that pegasus thing they were telling us about last last week yeah so then 
we like now that we've done the perfunctory, like the necessary contractually obligated villain fight, uh, we roll back up to the fruit pallor and they're getting Motoki to be like, like, like they sit Motoki down there. Come on, come on, you got to meet with Reika, and he's like, no, I can't. Uh, and and then they've also roped Memoru into this. He's sitting at another booth, yeah, further yeah. away. He's like, he's like, hey. Why don't you want to see Rick again? There, well, they had a wide shot of the of the restaurant, and there's no one in this restaurant but them and Matoki and his sister. That is the entire. It's like they could all have their own booth here if they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we get the close up of Matoki and the the sign in the background that says "Fruit Palace." Yep. And he's like, yeah, look, I just don't want Rika to give up her dreams because of me, so I can't stop her from going to Europe for 10 years. Right. right. I didn't want to influence uh, her. I, I feel like, did we already have a plot about this? This feels a lot like the plot of when she was going to go to Africa. Yeah, this is the exact same shit that happened last time she had to go away. Break up. They need yeah. to God break up. Just God. break up. The difference is, if you remember, in that episode, Memora was like, there's a whole bunch of girls who like you here. And he was like, they're all children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh not going to date them. They're in middle school. Uh <laughs> Well, oh well, I, I'll, I'll save it till the end of the scene because that gets revisited. That <laughs> idea gets revisited at the end of the scene. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it turns out Rika was hiding behind the counter, and she pops up, and she's like, "Oh my god, like why didn't you just tell me? I thought you hated me." And he's like, "No, I love you." Also, it's always a good sign when like the only way you can have your 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 boyfriend open up is to hide behind some bushes. And spy on him yeah, to to literally rope yeah. eight people into <laughs> like, a scheme. On again, honestly, again, like break up. It's over. It's not going to get any better. Yeah, this. If you saw this shit on Reddit relationships, <laughs> you would like send it yes. to all of your friends. Oh, so sad. Uh, so they love each other, and the, it, it's all going to work out. We don't. Do we don't find out if she actually is going to go to Europe well, or not? Right? You see a plane. Oh no! Yes, yeah, we end. do. Yeah, yeah. But what happened? What, what I was going to say that happens is when they agree, and she's like, "Okay, I'm going to go," yes. and he's going to wait for her. Then all of the senshi are like, "Don't worry, Matoki, we'll take care of you," or like, "We'll, <laughs> we'll yeah, keep we'll you comfort you. Yeah, when, when you're, you're lonely. lonely, we'll comfort you when you're uh. lonely." <laughs> Oh no! So, I guess gross. So that's the end of the episode. Well, no, no. Then what happens is you finally get to see her successfully jumping the horse, and then the horse transforms into a plane, and she flies to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I forgot that. I forgot that, that happened. I was writing notes down. <laughs> Just when she was getting good at horse jumping, horse jumping is that what it's called? Then you know she has to leave. She has to drop her hobby. It's got a real name. I just forget what it is. Is it? Wait, hold on. That's not. Let me let me check. That's not dressage. That's what I was about to say. That might isn't be. dressage where they like dance. I they think like do little poses and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think this might just be oh a, horse equestrian. Jumping. No, horse jumping is when you jump over a horse. <laughs> it's it's show jumping like. or equestrian vaulting. I think no equestrian vaulting show is actually jumping. doing gymnastics on the back of the horse. So show jumping is what it is. So that's the end of the episode. Uh, what a weird one, but uh, it's time for us to talk about what we learned from this bizarre adventure. It's time for Sailor Businesses. And uh, Emily, we will start with you. What did you learn this week? I learned never go to Europe because you can never come back and no planes will let you leave ever, at least for 10 years. Uh, Jordan, how about you? Uh, I learned that uh, call waiting saved so many relationships. 
it was a very important, uh, important invention that stops crazy people from thinking their boyfriends have disappeared. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Uh, we didn't actually talk about this little weird ass bit of dialogue on the show, but I learned that horses have the eyes of God. Oh, oh God. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, episode 129. I like this one. Yeah. It's weird as hell. It's like very skippable, very weird. I would say that, except that there's next week's episode. So, Oh, next week's episode, I think, is like a must see. I mean, we'll get to it, but yeah. like, you gotta see that shit. Yeah. It's bananas. That's pretty funny. I, I like this episode a lot. I thought it was a good time. Um, it, it is It is weird how much focus we're, we're putting on Motoki and his family, but uh, yes, it was good. Here's the thing I really like about this, because, you know, like, I am a, I'm a superhero comics guy, as are mm-hmm. you, Jordan. I love that they're taking the opportunity to, uh, of the filler episodes of this season, to go and revisit old continuity. Like, I love that it's like, hey, whatever happened to Motoki's girlfriend? It's been two years since we've seen her. Did she ever come back from Africa? Like, yes, it turns out she did. Hey, we haven't seen Naru and, and Umino for like a year and a half. Where What are they up to? I love that they're not just introducing new characters mm-hmm. like they did with, uh, with uh, Naru's <laughs> sister. Hey, that <laughs> episode was vital to Sailor Moon. Oh, that episode yes. is vital to Sailor Business <laughs> as well. But I, I like that they're actually going back and and introducing or reintroducing stuff that's established. I think that's fun and I think that's cool. And I like that that's a trend that goes throughout at least these first uh, four episodes of Sailor Moon S or Sailor Moon Supers. Yeah. Right. I like it too. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Emily, any final thoughts? I, I, I don't have any. I think you're never going to hear from Sailor Moon I, as much as we joke. You're never going to hear from Sailor Moon that you should ever break up with anybody for any reason which is interesting i think it's like an interesting um lesson to send to kids this one reinforces that well if we have any impressionable young listeners uh who would be in this situation just break up (laughs) oh trust me just break up bugs in africa are waiting for you well now in europe now yeah oh sorry bugs in europe european bugs are waiting for you yeah because first of all First of all, if she's going for 10 years and he's like, oh, I got this job at the arcade, like, just br- just break up. It's not going to work. Yeah. You guys have very different interests, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Besides, he's clearly has a crush on, on memory, but uh, like, was, that is. Was he studying to be a doctor? Isn't, is that a thing? Uh, he was studying to do something. Yeah. I, I think. Did he have to quit and um, because the family business needed to be taken care of or something? Or, like, maybe he ran out of scholarship money or something like that? That would be really sad. If, like, the – yeah, if the Furuhatas are actually, like, kind of on hard times and so he had to, like, take over the arcade business for they've them. Got, they've got an oh, arcade hey. and a fruit They're parlor. They're both working. Like, they're, both of the kids are working, which I feel like – I don't know. That's true. That is true. Uh, uh, apparently in the manga, he finds out the scout's identities. In oh, the first arc, and then just doesn't tell anybody. Nice. Well, because they use the arcade as like a headquarters or something. So that would make sense. He's like their ally, or I don't know, is helping them. Because a cat came by and said, "I want you to install this arcade game." Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sure, a, a cat great. trying to balance on its hind legs, being like, <laughs> "Uh, hey, can you put this game in?" He's like, "You're definitely a cat in a wig." <laughs> All right, so that's going to be it for 
this episode. Uh, Emily, where can everybody find you online, should you wish to be found? Uh, yes, if you want to find me online, I am on Twitter at Emily Yoshida, all one word. I write at uh, Vulture on New York Magazine, review movies, so that's where most of my writing can be found. So that's Vulture.com. That's it. All right, and where can everybody find us, Jordan? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. You can find the show at Sailor Business on Twitter, and you can find our producer Jake Mason at JJ underscore Mason. He does a whole bunch of podcasts. Chris, let's list some. Uh, one of them is Pokemon World Tour. One of them is the Morphin Grid and Pokemon World Tour United. Uh, hard reboot is the one we always forget. Uh, Kingdom Smarts. Did I say the Morphin Grid? You did. Okay, then I think that's no. There's a the, the the RPG one. What's that one called? Cool Kids Table. Cool Kids Table. That's it. And there's a there's at least two more in the hopper. At least. <laughs> oh, Inspector, Spectre. He's doing Spectre now. And that's been announced. Okay. okay. The James Bond podcast that I will be a guest on for one episode at least. And then he keeps talking about Mystery Show, which I keep going. I keep thinking, oh, there's a show called Mystery Show. I want to watch that show. <laughs> there is a, there is a Mystery Show. My is there? My friend made it. Yeah. Uh what is it, it? it was a brief run. Uh it, it's called Mystery Show though. And it's like um my friend Starly like would solve people's mysteries. Um it's very, very good. Nice. It was it had a moment and then I think it was just like six episodes or something. But yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. Look it up. Now I'm promoting my friend's podcast on <laughs> another podcast. Who knew? Uh, Chris, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, if you want to find me or the things I write, uh, like the comics you can buy at your local store or on Amazon or digitally on Comixology, you can just head right over to the-isb.com. Uh, you can also find my Amazon wish list there, should the spirit move you, because it's never too late to buy me a Christmas present. Uh, that does it. We will be back next week with episode 130 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called, <laughs> oh boy, protect mom's dream, double moon's new attack. guys. Folks, everybody, it's an Ikuko uh-huh. spotlight. Mommy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.